Hey y'all, we are back and um, guess who has more energy today? Me! Yay. <laughs> welcome back, Brie. Welcome back. Thank, thank you, Mace. <laughs> so, we have a guest with us today. I'll let her introduce herself. Go ahead, tell the people who you are. Yes, hello everybody. I'm Waddles. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, so we got three folks talking today and today we're going to talk about what happens when your um, plans that you made for life don't go as you, as you expected them to go, I guess. That's that. that would be it. That would be it. We're going to talk about how when you were 13 and you knew you was just going to get married by 21 and have your house by 25, and now you are 28 and you live at home. So <laughs> let, let's get into it. We're going to keep it real and 100. We Josen. We Josen. Okay, so y'all already heard what the topic is today. So how would we like to start? Oh, you know what? Okay, this is how we're going to start. What were your plans when you were a teenager? Like if you, when you were like right before high school ended or whatever, and you just had planned out exactly how things were going to go. Like what was your initial plan of what adulthood would look like? I was going to be a bawling ass medical doctor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. That's it. That was My the, little mind, yes. That was it? Mm-hmm. You didn't have a plan on where you were going to live and what kind of house you were going to have and all that? Um, I always wanted a house uptown. Like, I'm from uptown, so I wanted a house uptown, and I think I wanted to live, like, on St. Charles. I definitely wanted a mansion. Okay. I still do. Okay, I feel mm-hmm. that. Still, still reaching for the stars. I believe in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what about you, Waddles? You know, um, when I was in high school, my aspiration was to be Beyonce's sidekick. I believe in that. That's as far as I, that's as far as I took it in high school. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's okay, too, because a lot of times we think that, like, everybody thinks of their future plans and stuff like that. And then a lot of times teenagers are just like, I'm just here and alive and I'm breathing and right. I'm present and accounted for. <laughs> and I have not thought far enough into the future to think about what I want to be and all that kind of shit. Nope. To this day, I, so we have the same birthday. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm trying to figure out how we can have a joint birthday party. With Beyonce? I, I mean, who to write to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, Solange is down here. You just got to figure out where she is yeah. and become her She's friend. the second line. Yeah. Oh. Like, Solange is out and about. But the funny thing is, you just never see her. But she's here. Yeah. In the present. Like, people see her, but you yeah. you just never see it's her. It's legend. It's like I, she's like a legend. I, I think I've seen her tw- twice during Mardi Gras. What? Yeah. Because she did Mardi lose Gras her day. ring at one point, but she was on float. It's always a Mardi Gras day, though. Oh, yeah? I can't tell you where I see her. It's a disclosed location. Ah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Oh, because you're, you're, you're elite. I forgot. Okay. Uh-huh. The cultural elite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a part of the boule. But anyway. <laughs> I cannot. So. But no, um... I'm, I'm into a lot of cultural stuff, Waddles. And so, like, I end up just knowing where to be at what time. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I guess as, as far as my future plans, though, I was like, by 21, I was going to be married. I figured that 
like my prince charming was going to ride in because that's the age everyone gets married right like early 20s definitely and then i was going to have children by 23 and have a house and i didn't i don't know what career i thought i was going to have like <laughs> indeed di- didn't really know because like i was into theater hmm. a lot and i'm still like it's still a really big part of my heart i just don't do anymore because i'm like a student all i've been a student for the past 500 years mm-hmm. but I decided that I wanted to be a psychologist or work in mental health at some point my junior year mm-hmm. so I didn't fully understand how to become a psychologist so I didn't realize that um I wouldn't be a psychologist by 23 no. I, no. I didn't Negative. really know what that was <laughs> <Negative>. <laughs> <Advanced> scholar. No. <laughs> right <laughs> But I mean, I didn't know. But also, I was like this little awkward duck that just—I was like, I was—I considered myself like a Mia Thermopolis. I just was not the princess of Genovia. Oh. Like I was like this little nerd, and no, somebody was going to see my personality or see me as like, oh yeah, you know what? She's cute enough, but she has such a bubbly personality, and I'm going to marry that girl. I'm going to mm-hmm. have like a whole Princess Diaries fairy tale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The lies, <laughs> the lies, <For laughs> the lies. Maybe. So yeah. Maybe like when I was got to be eighteen and in college though, mm-hmm. I definitely did think I would be married early. Okay, like I, I thought I would be married by twenty two. I definitely thought by now I would at least have like two to three kids. Yeah, yeah, because I wanted a bigger family. Yeah. Did you ever think about marriage or anything, waddles or like kids and stuff? Honestly, I never thought I was never one of those marriage and kids planning type people. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's kind of weird because a lot of people are, but I've never been like, it's never been on my mind. Really? Yeah. I don't know what that means. I mean, mm. that that brings up a really interesting point about like, I guess how women are socialized and this is also interesting too, I guess, because if, if, from a heterosexist kind of perspective, girls are always kind of just raised to think one day marriage family you're gonna take care of your husband and make his play that thanksgiving and all that bullshit mm-hmm. or whatever you know and stuff and we don't think really broadly beyond that we don't consider like lgbtq kind of perspectives and how life plans out for different people and different routes and different backgrounds and all that kind of stuff like it doesn't always look that way but and that's sad that's a really sad thing because like what if you don't want to have kids what if by 15 you know that motherhood is I know ain't some it. people who don't. Right. I know some I know some heterosexual people. Yeah. Like heterosexual people and um I guess I wouldn't want to say like homosexual sounds so dated. What is Well well <laughs> the word. Well, <laughs> give us a word. The LGBT community, I think there are a lot of people that plan for their weddings. Yeah. I've just never been right. one yeah. of those people. Yeah. And so I think that that's something, too, that... Across we, all people. Across all people. People don't want kids sometimes. People don't want kids. People don't always want marriage, regardless of who you want to marry and who you love and all that kind of stuff. It's just, like, sometimes marriage isn't the end game. Mm-hmm. And kids aren't the end game. Like, that's not the trophy yeah. at the end of the tunnel, you know, or whatever. So when you figured... what, what At what point did you figure out that your original plan... <laughs> was not going to happen (laughs) when I was 23 years old and living with my mother with no career and I was broke Mm. and in no relationship Mm -hmm. the end (laughs) no that's real that's real and you know what too like self-disclosure I still live at home and I'm not 
ashamed to say it. And I think that a lot of people feel as though by a certain age, you're supposed to be mm-hmm. out of the house. That's true. Mm-hmm. But we aren't considering the larger context that we live in where that's actually the norm now where people like in their 20s, there's a lot of people in their 20s who are still at home for a number of reasons, it's not because you're lazy yeah. or you're a bum or whatever. You, you can live in save a lot of money that way. You save a lot of money that way. You like it's a, like you think about okay careers. Like we were just saying, I didn't know how long it would take to become a psychologist. I went straight from high school into undergrad, graduated 2012, mm-hmm. decided that I wanted to go and get a master's because I wasn't sure if I wanted to. Like, I, I remember I was in class and one of my professors had invited a former student and she was telling me how she had been in school for seven years and scared the shit out of me. And I said, okay, so I'm not going to be a psychologist. And here I am. Here I am. But, yeah, she scared me. So I said, I'm going to go get my master's in counseling. It still gives me an opportunity to talk to people and be a mental health um, professional. And it's a shorter period of time. I can get my life jump started a little faster. But mm-hmm. then the program I'm in now was right there in the making just as I was coming out of my program. Yeah. And the day I graduated, yeah. my mom asked me had I submitted my application. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the day of my graduation. It's like, so, um, yeah, about this doctorate, you go and get that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, okay, yeah. okay. Yes. good. <laughs> so here I am. And so, like, as far as being able to live on my own, I've never actually had, like, a job like I've had jobs I've mm-hmm. had jobs I worked at a hotel I worked at this really awesome program through um AmeriCorps but not like a job like most of my peers where they bring in enough money to have their own apartments and buy themselves mm-hmm. and all that kind of shit like I don't even know what I was doing with my money clothes because I I guess <laughs> because I I was working like as a purchasing coordinator mm-hmm. like in a school system mm-hmm. and I had a 501k Mm. And I made like enough money to like be on my own, and I I was not okay. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what I was doing. I was immature. Yeah, listen, you were living life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I traveled a lot. I think at that point. Okay. Yeah, and that's cool too. I mean, like I don't. I'm, I guess, and that's another thing too that you don't really talk about when you're younger. Like they tell you all about like marriage and families and stuff, but no one tells you how much it costs to take care of a home and mm-hmm. take care of a child and um, finance your life as an adult mm-hmm. <laughs> and how to maintain your finances so that you're not, you know, like broken out on the street by next Monday, mm-hmm. you know? That's well, a struggle. Check check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because you know what I think, too? A lot of my peers who I, like, a while ago, who I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, they get to be, like, a grown-up. And I'm, I feel like I'm still like a teenager sometimes. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them who jumped right into that, that's not, it's not all cool. Like, yeah, I have my own apartment and all that kind of Cool, you live on your own. But it's draining. Like, they, it's a, it's a hustle, for real, just to keep the roof over their head. Because rent is not getting cheaper. And a lot of them have a it's lot of responsibilities. High. Yeah, like the do say from the rent's too damn high. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what it is. The rent's too damn high. And the rent is too damn high. <laughs> and that's really why I'm still at home because I probably would have maybe had a chance trying to move out when I was younger before gentrification Amen. really started to Man. hit. Because it was hitting before. Like Katrina, it started right after Katrina when people started to come in and rebuild yes. and saw this as an opportunity. But... Within the past decade or so, it has gotten so bad 
it's so bad. So mm-hmm. I can't, I can't financially, I cannot live on my own right now. Yeah. I can't do it. So in general, like when did you figure out Waddles? When your plan to be Beyonce's sidekick wasn't going to pop off? Um, <laughs> you know, I would say, hey, that's a good question. All right. I was also in undergrad. A few feet from where we stand currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think it wasn't so much that I wasn't going to be her sidekick. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is, I think, what I want to do for real life. Mm-hmm. And after I took a psych, psych 101 here. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I changed my major and all this. I don't even know what my major was when I first started. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, and that's really cool, too, because we are three black women in the mental health field, mm-hmm. one who is already at the goal where, hey. where we are yes. trying to be. Let's just give a, a round of applause thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. for it. You know, you, you reached the pot of gold at the end, and so that's where Duffy and I are trying to go. So as far as being black women in mental health and the choice that we made to go to school for all these extra years and to do the kind of work that we're doing and just thinking about when you were younger, like, did you picture yourself sitting across from people day in and day out and talking about their issues and doing assessments? Mm-hmm. and Especially now with kids. I, um, at first, I, well, back in my youth, I wasn't really a fan of children. It's a lot of energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now... I'm like obsessed. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Kids are fun. Oh, yeah. Kids are, and you know what? Like, kids really do say the darndest things. Oh, my God. They do. I love it. They do. I, my godchild thought that Party City was also like a Chuck E. Cheese and was very disappointed mm-hmm. when she walked in and realized there's no party here. Mm-hmm. And like, I forgot how she said it, but she's like, Party City, there's no parties there. I thought it was for kids, but where is the party? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm laid out because I've, I've taken her to the movies and she's telling me this and I am just trying to contain my laughter, but I am <laughs> dying on the inside. So, like, kids, they have a special place in my heart. Like, I'm growing to like working with them, too, a little bit more. Because I always said I was just going to work with adults. Mm-hmm. I can talk to adults. I don't know how to talk to little kids about serious stuff, mm-hmm. but... They, I, sorry, go ahead. I taught kids for a while. Like, I was an interventionist, like an academic mm. interventionist. And I just don't know how that translates into therapy. But mm. I loved, like, teaching kids. Mm. And if I could find a way to make that translate into actual therapy, I would love to do that. Yeah. So. Well, that's real. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we kind of already mentioned it. And I I think it's worth talking about again. So we we said marriage and relationships and mm-hmm. things. So besides like our careers, we you know started off in one area and now <laughs> here we are, mm-hmm. um, almost thirty or like whatever ages that we are deciding to be <laughs> right now. I don't know. <laughs> I am twenty four. I'm forever twenty five. I'm actually I'm you know I'm twenty eight, y'all. I don't care. I'm in fact I have my I've already purchased my thirtieth birthday dress. Yes, she has. I did. Ridiculous. Yeah. I saw J-Lo wore it and Jada Pinkett wore it, so I had to have it. And she was like, it's on sale. And I was like, for how much? Don't expose me. Oh, oh. <laughs> look, we are talking okay. about... Ad- look, oh. but no, that's, but look, that's real. Let's, let's, talk, let's be 100% honest about adulthood and being responsible and things. 
I was going through hell on wheels that year with school. Like I'd been through hell with a particular situation. And yes. it was in December. I was sitting at home and I was like just really sad and then I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw that the dress I like I found I already found on Instagram who the designer was. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know how to pronounce it, but her first name is it's B A O and then it's T R A N C H I. It's like Bao or Bao. I think she's Vietnamese, but I don't know how to pronounce her name. But J Lo, this is J Lo's birthday dress in 2014. I guess. Yeah, I love the dress. I'm going to show you a picture of it. I'm going to show you a picture of it. But um, I followed them on Instagram. Like, one day I'm going to have enough money to do it. And this mm-hmm. is a while back. And so, because I'm like, I'll never be able to afford that. They're wearing this in movies. J-Lo's wearing it. So I'll never be able to afford this dress. I'm scrolling on Instagram. It's around Christmas time. I saw they had 30% off sale. I went to see what 30% off was. <laughs> I was I was shocked. But I was, and I called one of my line sisters. And I said, I really want this dress. And she's like, do it. And I did it. And I was happy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat that. All right. Yeah, that dress is like $500. I did. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right. Keep, but, but for real, though, it's like sometimes you don't, it doesn't really always look like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to save my money. Sometimes you are sad. Sometimes you're in the hole. Sometimes you need a pick-me-up. Yes. And that was my pick-me-up. And to this day, I don't have one regret about that bomb-ass dress. Even though I do not agree with the purchase, (laughs) I will help you to resell it once you wear it. No problem. Girl, we get all the wears out of that. We get all the wears. She's probably going to wear it again. I'm going to probably wear it again. But it's still going to be worth a lot of money, probably. Because now, when I bought it, it was originally $700, and it was on sale for $400-something, but once taxes came a little over $500, now the dress is $1,000. So I actually got it Mm -hmm. before. It went up, and I think you'll be able to get like 150, 200. I mean, because it's an original. Fashion Nova made a knockoff, mm-hmm. but I've got an original. <laughs> I, I might somebody who who's a fashion person or whatever might be like, "Let me get that out of you," and I'm gonna be like, "No, because mm-hmm. I needed this for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I needed this for me. Responsibility, but, responsibilities. But like for real though, as far as like relationships and things go, I think that's where we were going yes. with this. How did you picture yourself as far, if not even like with marriage, but did you figure that at least by 30, 35, you might have settled down? And what does that look like now, maybe, if it's, it, it hasn't planned out how you wanted it to? This is, take your time. Take your time, ladies. Think about this, because I'm thinking. Oh, I was, I, at this point, I'm just like, this can go one of two ways. <laughs> Oh no! Yes, they're both they're both okay though. Okay, either I meet a guy and we get married Mm -hmm. and we start having kids, or I go on internship and do my postdoc and then I start traveling around the globe. Okay, that's how it goes. So this is the plan you've made more recently, though. Yeah, about children. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would say the same. Honestly, like when I started out, like when I was younger, when I was an undergrad, again, thinking, I think after, yeah, once I had gotten into undergrad, I realized that the marriage by 21 thing wasn't happening. And then, you know, I had gotten into a relationship with a guy and whatnot. And I figured, well, maybe down the line that will happen. Like at the time the guy I was with was in a particular field and I figured, oh, I, I could be like a military wife or something of that nature. Yeah. And so I planned out that, but then things didn't work out. And so I was like, okay, well, gosh, now I have to start over. 
uh, with dating. How do I date? I don't know. Like, I don't know how to do this. So, yeah. But all through my, all through my, um, well, not all through, but for the vast majority of my master's and up until um, last year, this time, I was in a relationship and I just didn't know when marriage would come. But also mm. my idea around what I wanted in a marriage began to change. So mm. I was glad that I didn't get married by 21 and have kids by 23. Because Be- what you wanted in a marriage before was... Cause, cause marriage is like this fairy tale thing that everybody yeah. like. Marriage is the walking down the aisle and the pretty dress, and your Super husband jaded. or your wife is waiting for you at the end of the aisle or whatever, and you're just like happy stars, and all oh, the people are just oh, this is so beautiful, and, what, <laughs> and yeah, and nobody talks to you about the real like when you get when you are out of high school and all that puppy love shit is dead, and you start getting into the real deals of dating as an adult. Mm-hmm. Your expectations change a whole lot. Tremendously. Tremendously. Yeah. So, like, right now, I think the way I think of marriage, like, because of my experiences and dating and, like, my past relationships and stuff like that, I think now I'm at a point where marriage is not even, like, a priority anymore. It's still something I want, but because I have set these really kind of, like, hard standards of what I will and will not deal with and what I need in order for a marriage to work Mm -hmm. and I know what it takes for a marriage to work because of what I've observed from other people Mm -hmm. and of course it has to be unique to us but you you know like there's some shit that you just know that just won't fly in order for the marriage to work or you can't go into a marriage like that yeah you know and so with that I'm just like I'm hoping it comes in enough time to where I can still have children but also Uh, what Dog, all right, let's keep it 110. We talk, we talking about how when your plans happen and then you have these plans and they don't work out. Genuinely, I can be honest and say I have a fear that it won't happen because I spent so much time trying to make something happen and it didn't yeah. happen. And I'm afraid of what it looks like to try again and to see the same results and now I'm like again I'm almost 30 mm-hmm. it's not like I was like 18 to you know like 21 with this you know this was all of my 20s almost yeah. that that happened with this and so I was just like so what does dating at 28 look like what does dating my 30s look like what is mm-hmm. what happens with children now that we're getting into that age That's that they the warn us about stuck on, having like, kids I, you can have kids you can but the, I'm you can you can and I know this plenty of people have kids way late but it doesn't take away from the fact that this is we are edging into that slowly but surely but getting into that point where they start warning you about like mm-hmm. the risks are starting to go up so it's like okay 28 yeah you're young but what happens when I turn the corner and it's, I'm 35 now and now I'm really within the the range of the risks are getting higher mm-hmm. and then I'm 40 if something doesn't work out like I'm optimistic I'm a cute girl I have a lot going for me all that kind of stuff but sometimes niggas ain't shit yeah and I'm scared I'm genuinely scared that's last situation that's legit scared the shit out of me like up until recently up until recently and just a shout out slight a side note to um whoever's listening to this and reporting back to my ex what i'm saying fuck off well, no that wasn't what i was oh, going to wait a minute i'm sorry 
wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) No, but all I was saying is just make sure that you report accurately on what I'm saying. I appreciate the energy, though. Yeah, Yeah. no, I appreciate the energy, though. I got a rider in you. (laughs) But no, for real. You know, that that, that scared me genuinely. Like, if I can just be candid, that's scary. That's really scary. Dating at this age, you you thought that you would be done with that by now. And I'm not. I have to start over. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm scared. Huh. Well, I think I might just, uh, I mean, if it gets to be a point where I'm just like, oh, there's no baby, oh, there's no man, there's no man, there's no baby, there's no husband, there's no marriage, I think I might just pop one out. That too. You ever thought about, like, just have, like, like, because honestly, psychologists make a good amount of money. It's not a million dollars, but... Almost every person that I know that talks to about it, who's kind of like gotten, you know, established, whether they're early career or later or even mid career, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm cool. You're going to be good. Don't sweat it. You ever thought about like pulling a single mother on that shit because you knew that you might just be like you're going to have the means to do it? I think about it all the time. I do, too. Mm -hmm. I do, too. Like I was like, if if it if another relationship doesn't pan out. And kids don't come out of it or whatever. I might go and find a not turkey baster, but I mean, <laughs> you know, like, of the we, like I mean, I might I might have to look at my options because I want kids. I want at least one. <laughs> um, let me start by saying <laughs> let's not go in with the mindset of if this doesn't work out, then. Okay. Start there. Yes. Mm. All right. Positivity. <laughs> That's yes. the now. <laughs> but in responding to your question, mm-hmm. um, see, I've never thought, I've never wanted to have kids, mm-hmm. and um, I actually can't have kids anymore. But that was a choice. Oh, okay. Um, because it was just too much, and I'm like, I don't even want to have kids. Take it out. Take it out. Burn gotcha. it. I don't. I don't want to see it ever again. Gotcha. Now, but. Technically, I, I still have my ovaries, so I could, mm-hmm. but I won't be having it, yeah. which is all I need to hear. Yeah. But in answering your question, I don't. I still don't know if I want kids. Mm-hmm. Like I love hanging out with my babies, but I'm like, but I also can go home and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's real. I don't know, and like with my godson, like um, we can play, ha ha ha, but then you go back to your mom. Yeah. I don't know if I'm. I don't know. I don't know. Is it like you don't know if you're like like the mother material kind of thing, or do you feel as though? Because I think too, we with you being kind of fresh out of this situation and us being like right in it right now, I could not imagine having a child and doing this grad school thing. No, that's the pe- People do it. People they do it. We have. Know. We know somebody who's doing it and is like doing it well and is having this person is amazing yeah and is having yeah she's doing an amazing job so it's doable but also she it it also depends on your support system Mm -hmm. and who you know what you have going for you right now and stuff like that and so what she's got going for her right now what i have going for for myself is it's a little different Mm -hmm. so i couldn't imagine doing what she's doing i couldn't be a mom right now Mm. so but i mean is it which one is it for you what do you think it is I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't know how to be a mom, but I guess no one does. Mm-mm. My mom says that all yeah. the time. She said you don't know until the baby comes out and you get started. 
Yeah. Yeah, this whole motherhood thing seems like you wing it. Yeah. The whole way through. So I guess I just never really sat down and thought about it. Because I was always like, okay, I got to finish this. I got to finish this. I got to finish that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm done, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm an adult. <laughs> Wait, what do I do? Finished. What? <laughs> So I don't know. I heard the most amazing story um, one day of this gay couple um, who, before they were together, one partner, uh, I guess, what do you call How do you call it? Donated sperm? Donated sperm. So wait, so one of the partners. One of the partners donated, donated sperm, sperm to okay. a lesbian couple. Okay. And they had they had a baby. Uh-huh. Um, and so then the other partner joined partner number one who had donated sperm um and they all kind of like had almost like a little family but they weren't living together they were just friends with this lesbian couple um then the lesbian couple asked for another baby and so again partner number one donates sperm so then after a while partner number two says I mean, I want a baby. Of course, we have this great relationship, you know, with the lesbian couple. And Mm -hmm. they're like our kids. But I want a baby of my own. Mm -hmm. And so the donor, Mm -hmm. partner number one, never wanted kids of his own. Mm. He just didn't mind donating his sperm. Mm. Um, But after being in a loving relationship for a while with partner number two, he eventually said, well, why not? And they got the lesbian couple to then carry the baby for them so they're just like a beautiful little blended family yeah, that's nice yeah i can dig it so okay. i think sometimes it depends on like circumstances and you know just where you go in life and what partner you have that's real mm-hmm. so follow-up question and this will probably be our last question then so given that your life went you started off with these these beautiful ambitious ideas of where you were going to be you were going to be laid up in San Tropez with B and celebrating y'all's birthdays on the beach um where were you when, <laughs> she when, was a medical doctor well, you were a doctor oh, I, was, I was on St. Charles you were a doctor on St. Charles mm-hmm. on the mansion and I was a magical psychologist I don't know how I managed to get out of school so fast but um, <laughs> I was married and I had like two to three kids and life was grand Mm -hmm. and um yeah i was the princess of genovia so um given that you had these ideas and over the course of these what like 10 15 years since maybe that idea came up or when you were so young and whatnot Mm -hmm. and experiences that you've had where are you in your life right now as far as like happiness peace goals like, are you content? Are you kind of like, oh, gosh, I wish I could have gone back. And it's cool. Like, if it's mm-hmm. not all roses, if it's some regrets there, we're keeping it, like, 110. So what is the, what's the feelings now, where you are now? Uh-huh. If I could go back, the one thing I would do is I would be more responsible in my early 20s when I had a job and I would have actually bought a house. Okay. It wouldn't have been on St. Charles, but it would have been a house, and it probably would still be, like, in a good area of the city. Um, And then I don't really regret, because I've been in a relationship where I've wanted to marry a person, like, and really felt that strongly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't regret 
choosing not to do that or not to be in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I would say that I am not content. I would like to finish this doctorate and get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I would like a loving relationship mm-hmm. that will blossom into a marriage. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Waddles? Um... I mean, who doesn't want to be Beyonce's sidekick? But as far as, like, real life, like, real life stuff, um, let's see. My only regret, regret, but quasi, like, for a minute, I wanted to be a psychiatrist. Mm. Um, And so I did a stint in med school, but I was like, I hate this. What am I doing? So I stopped. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, oh, God, what do I do now? What do I do now? Mm Mm-hmm. So my, I say that to say, my regret would be, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I had gone straight into grad school to be a psychologist. But, I mean, I didn't know until I knew. Yeah, so right. I was like, whatever. Um, so that's career-wise. I don't think I have any other, or academic career-wise. I don't think I have any other regrets. As far as relationships, I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've had a lot of silly relationships, but then the one I just got out of wasn't silly, but it was too much. Yeah. Mm. And I wish I had, like, part of me always knew it, but I was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So part of me wishes that I listened to myself sooner, for one, but two, I'm happy that I finally did listen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like right now I'm just like recovering <laughs> from yeah. school and relationships yeah. right now. I'm yeah. like, so when you ask about peace, I'm like, I am like living my best life. That's yeah. awesome. Finally, right yeah. now. But like once I finally like recover, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about like relationship family wise, like ever. But now I'm like, oh, I'm an adult now. So now what do I do? I will say, though, you know, uh, dang, I forget what song that was. I believe it's Over by Drake. Okay. Mm-hmm. When he says, I will have a model wife. I feel like that resonated with me. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. A model wife. Now, again, I don't know how I'm going to get there. You gotta go. You gotta go find Duffy and hang out with the who's who of the right? city, <laughs> or something. and go find them. Go find what? What is what is that? Uh, gosh, what is that um, person's name? She's the one with the uh, skin condition, and she's like, but it's so pretty. Um, oh, the model. Yes, I can't remember her name, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's. I don't know. It starts with a W or something. I'm gonna leave it. I'm she gonna has Vitilago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has Vitilago. But, I mean, hell, your Tyra Banks, your Naomi Campbell, your Chanel Line, Winnie Harlow. Harlow. Winnie Harlow. Yeah, that's her name, oh, Winnie Harlow. Right. I know something. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's out there. She's probably preparing to walk the Victoria's Secret model runway now. That resonates with me, which yeah. is why Drake is my best friend in my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel that. I dig that. Mm-hmm. But also, I want her to be, um, I want a stable relationship. Yes. yes. Stability. Yes. <laughs> One that makes sense. I'm not taking anything from her. She's not taking anything from me. We're actually building together. Yes. That makes sense. 
And I think that that's what, like, when I was saying at first, like, when people don't really think about what marriages or relationships are, like, they just want the cutesy shit. And then you really learn about what you actually want Mm -hmm. because, like, you have all of these experiences and it really teaches you not only about yourself, but about what your expectations are from others. Stability is, I think, something that everybody at some point is like, that is just the... If the bar is on the floor, <laughs> God damn it, at least give me some fucking stability shit. Can right. you, like that. So, yeah, no, that's, I feel that on a spiritual level. Man. So, um, I guess for me, I would say I, um, I'm content in the sense that if, if all, like with all those experiences, like with school and whatnot, I'm content where I am because I knew that at some point it's like this is a long process. It's something that does not happen overnight. Grad school will kick your ass and then give you a hug and then kick your ass again. Like okay. it's a it is a it is a long haul kind of thing. You have to be in for it and know that someday you come out of it. Mm-hmm. So I am content in a sense that I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. And that sure I won't be doctor before 30 or whatever but I'm going to be Dr. Bree and that's the black ass bottom line mm-hmm. so that's okay so school right now is, is getting to me Is I'm having some moments and it's getting under my skin but it, it too shall pass what, what, what was the saying Waddley this is, what is, this is foolish Waddles let's go it's all foolish it's all fine it's all, it's foolish. all foolish it's all, it's all fine. fine thank you Waddles it's all fine it's all foolish. It's all None foolish. None of what you are doing fine. makes any goddamn sense. Right. You shouldn't, like, it's a ridiculous amount of work that you have to do. It doesn't make any sense. Um, no one can really explain why. Right. You're just doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all foolish. It's, it's all, all foolish. It's, it's all, all fine. fine. And so, yeah, no, it's it's right. I'm living it right now. It's all foolish, but it will be all Indeed fine. Indeed you are. And I, indeed I am. And so. All I can do is shake my head over here. Yeah, but you know, we're going to make it. And so, and as far as like relationships go and whatnot, I do want to get married. I am like you where I'm in a recovery stage. And a lot of people, of course, you know, when you are like kind of still fresh out of something that was so long term, a lot of people try and push you into being fine, like maybe faster than you want to be or not even want to be because every nobody wants to hurt nobody wants to struggle so i think like you know but your friends are going to try and encourage you to be okay get back out there you know like start up your roster (laughs) whenever like this cuffing season Mm -hmm. and stuff and so i get that and i'm getting there particularly now i am i have i'm getting there so um i'm still in this kind of sense of i want a relationship but I need somebody to come so correct that I can't even, it's blaring at me like, yes. this is the one right here. No bullshit. No, I'm not sure. Like, again, almost 30. You gotta make some sense to me, dude. Like, you gotta come correct. So I will explore it if that comes my way. No but struggle, love. No struggle. That's the hashtag. No struggle, love. Hashtag no struggle, no love. No struggle. And I mean, for real, though, that's a lot of people don't realize that either. And I think we were talking about this before, but you don't have to struggle and be beat down and torn down and tired in order for your relationship to call your relationship something like they have people who started from day one 
and shit been sweet since day mm-hmm. one. No questions asked. So no, you don't have to be the ride or die and go through all kinds of shit with people in order for y'all to have this kind of busted up history <laughs> so y'all can be like, yeah, babe, we made it. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Not the busted up history. Yeah. Y'all come out beaten and battered and all kinds of... And not physically, but some shit. Sometimes I have... Some people think that they have to endure hell. And then you come out of it and either... And it could be both partners. Y'all could be putting each other through hell and then y'all decide to shape up. Or it could be one person putting one other person through hell and you think that once they get their shit together... You get the pat on the back like, yeah, sis, you did it. Or, yeah, bro, you made it through. Or whatever like that. Congratulations. You finally get me as, like, a full person. The ain't shit part of me has died. And it's been, like, four years. <laughs> you know, like, that's... Gosh. You know, you don't want to... And that's for anybody. Like, that's just... You don't want that. So, yeah, no, I'm looking for stability. I'm looking for no struggle love. Because I want kids i'm almost at the finish line i'm a i'm gonna be somebody's psychologist one day and stuff so i'm on my way with my career i need somebody to match me and i'm not saying you have to be a doctor somebody you could be a garbage man but you come fucking correct don't play with me that's that's all i ask and yeah it i'm still scared but we gonna see everybody else seems super hopeful and like convinced that like all of this is going to turn into some fairy tale shit for, for, for me you? or whatever. Yeah. Like I've well, had some friends. Maybe not who are fairy like, tale, yeah. but it's gonna turn out. You, you should okay. hear some of the pep talks that I get from some of my friends. They're just like, "Yes, sis, doctors only. We doing, <laughs> we doing it big now. <laughs> like you know, like." And I'm just like, "Sure, yeah, okay." Yeah. <laughs> but no, for real though, it's really just I'm happy where I am in life right now. I know that all of this is going to be a really fun tale to tell my teenager who thinks they know everything. And, you know, like one day and I sit them down and I'm like, look, I'm telling you now, just be prepared. Life can throw you some curveballs. For but real. You will survive. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why don't we go on and take a little break because we've been talking a lot. We hope that this was really cathartic for somebody and if we could just say a final sentence of something inspiring for somebody right now um i'm gonna just say hang in there it's going to get better it will always seem like you're in a dark place but eventually the sun is going to shine hang in there waddles um i feel like my life is taking a few turns but it's like okay now what okay what do I do now? I can't do nothing. So I guess to summarize it. So what now what? I so like now that. So what now? You you are coming with the hashtag. Definitely. And we are going to make shirts and stickers. So what now what? So what now what? And this is why they pay me now. Yeah. This look, this is why I'm hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, but yeah, yeah, no, you living through the foolishness, but it's gonna be fine. And so, so, what? Now no, what? Now what? All right, Duff, what you got? Um, all that I have is, what's for you will be there for you. Yes, that's it. That's all how right. I kind of like live my life. I believe that, mm-hmm. and I think that that's for every single one of us in this room. What's for us is for us. And not a soul on this planet can take it away. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. 
um, wet our palettes because we've been talking a long time. This is going to be a longer episode, apparently. And uh, we'll be right back. Boom. <laughs> so, what's popping on social media? What's happening? Oh, you know what's happening? I'm out of touch. What? Nikki and Cardi was going back and forth again. Did you see that? I certainly did. I did not. Tell me what happened. Oof. Okay, you, you handle this one. You probably know about it. Give me the tea. Well, um, first and foremost, I'm obsessed with Nicki Minaj. Let's start there. Really? Oh, I, I used to love her so much. But you know when I stopped What's loving her? After Stupid Ho. Oh, she's Keep gorgeous. Going. Yeah, no, she is. She... Okay. I'm being honest. Just look That's at that. Fine. Superficial. Go ahead, right. go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead though but you all right so we know that you have a bias tell us the story <laughs> all right now <laughs> now they're going back and forth about like okay so she has a song with little mix right yes okay so Kylie and nikki are going back and forth about like um when and why uh little mix wanted to work with nikki and all this and um there was a couple of references to the fight that they had Mm. The alleged fight, I should say, that they had. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. at the um, ball or gala or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. All right, and so then <clears throat> I'm not really sure what prompted it, but Nikki went off and she was like, um, They've been wanting to work with me, blah, 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 blah. Um, then she started talking about uh, how she doesn't write, how Cardi doesn't write her own raps. Um, well. Hey, Dang, some other stuff she said. I don't know. She, she was saying off. that Ra Ali, who was with her, whooped Cardi's ass or something, and they was like maybe pursuing some litigation or something as a result. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was litigation. just like, hmm? not litigation. Yeah, litigation. Like they were like talking about like lawsuits sure. and shit. No, not at all. And Negative. I was just like, um, what? You but, will lose. But see, then Cardi B followed up on Instagram and I watched it in its entirety. Oh. And I felt inspired. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, about this. Oh I mean, because like she was going like sis was actually showing you her phone. Receipts. She was showing you receipts of when she called Nicki Minaj. She showed you this is the number I called you from, which I'm sure somebody paused that and probably tried to call I'm that number. <laughs> Look, Waddles, we know. <laughs> just, but, <laughs> let, me, let me get the number. Look, listen, but, I'm ready. That look, look, and that might be, look, we were just talking about marriage. That might be it. Oof. It might not be a model. It might be Nikki. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? Wait, look, pause. We would like to be invited. To That's all I ask. I mean, yeah, Nicki Minaj gets on my nerves, but I would also like to see a Nicki Minaj wedding. I think that would be bomb. In fact, I, I'm going to support you the whole way through. I'm, I'm I would there. too. I'm there. I would too. I would too. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything negative. Mm-mm. But no. But you'll be thinking it. But you, I mean, but we would want your marriage to prosper. Though. No, if that's who you're in love with, yeah. by the time you make that decision, my mind goes, it, there's like a switch that flips. Yeah. And it's like, that's what she wants, so she wants, and I'm going to support it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, Cardi B was coming for your girl. <laughs> and like, she was... Hitting, like, I mean, she was just, like, showing receipts. Mm-hmm. She was saying, like, there was this one song with 21 Savage mm-hmm. and something about somebody was supposed to be in a music video. But it's like, well, why would they make a music video? But the song wasn't, like, popping. Like, it wasn't doing the numbers that they expected. Why would they do Like, she, I sensed no lies, no falsehoods <laughs> in that whole entire rant. And Cardi B, maybe... A whole bunch of things to some people. I like her. I like her. I, I like think, her. I, yeah. I think Cardi's awesome. 
or whatever. But um, she may get on other people's nerves. But one thing that I think that is really authentic is that she's going to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> because she has nothing to like. She came straight from a regular schmegular degular life to being on reality TV to like skyrocketing, like just stardom with overnight. So but she's. I, I just don't she, want. She does have stuff to lose though, but she has stuff to lose now. Yeah. But she's also still kind of in that mindset of I'm still the girl from around the corner. She's and, not as powerful. Right, no. like oh, yeah, I would say it's just like that. She's ready to tap that ass at any given time, and it does not matter how famous she is. She is like she she said that at the end of the video. She's like, I'll do whatever you want right now. Like we can we can talk it out, we can fight, but I'm tired of this back and forth. You know where to find me, <laughs> whatever you want to do. And I'm just like, Cardi girl, mm, no, I mean like yeah, but mm, no, yes but no, <laughs> yes what but would no. You say inspired you. To what inspired me, yeah. I think with her, it was just like, and this kind of brings me back to a personal situation that I'm going through, and it's like how you handle it. A lot of times, you go through some shit, and the the idea is to be like, to put on this facade of, I'm not bothered, I'm not going to worry about it, I'm being super mature about it, you won't see anything from me, and you turn your back, I'm turning my chair now, that's why I'm sounding distant, but you know, like, but no... It's like this whole thing is just, it just seems super fake. And it's like, sometimes, you know what? I'm going to call it what the fuck it is. That shit is uncool. And I don't care who hears it and who starts to whispering and blah, blah, blah. And sure, you want to have discretion about what you share about what's going on in your life. But sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to lay it out there and be like, look, what you're not going to do is talk crazy about me or drag me through the mud Mm -hmm. or do any stupid shit that's distressing me or whatever like that. Anytime my name is brought up in it and something incorrect, let me come correct it. So I was like, you know what, Cardi? Correct it. (laughs) Correct it. Very direct. (laughs) Be very direct. Be very direct. So, yeah, no, I think that that was what kind of like, I was like, all right, Cardi. So I don't know what's going to happen as a result because it's just like, so what do y'all do from here except, like, <laughs> put your hands on each other? <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you do from here? And it's all, y'all already tried. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of back and forth about come find me from both sides. And I don't think Nikki's, Nikki never struck me as somebody who fights in the street. She's not the, let me go and put my, you know, tennis shoes on and put some Vaseline on. Like, we're going, you know, street fighter kind of shit. <laughs> Oh, she took me down when she said that. Please find the quote on your phone because we are recording on mine. But she said something about like what 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 did she say she was like how you gonna be all big and bad are you gonna be the victim of the gangster chun Li street fighter like she said <laughs> no she didn't <laughs> she said that to you she said that to you she said how you gonna you gotta pick a side poor wife pick us you got your wife has to pick a side either be the victim or the gangster what's crazy is <laughs> Uh, Nikki has talked about picking sides in a previous song. That's where it gets deep. <sighs> I don't, man. I don't. I, I just Miss Chun Li the Street Fighter. Miss Chun Li the Street Fighter. I wept. I looked at my phone <laughs> <laughs> and I howled for about five minutes. I was just done because she was dead serious. I believe it. She was dead serious. And I mean, it was like, oh, man, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, I like a good rap beef. Like, when She Thirt came out, mm. which to this day, I mean, I'm so sorry. 
I know that's your wife and all. But Sheetha. It went hard. Sheetha went hard. <laughs> Sheetha went hard. But I like a good little rap beef. But this is somebody. So, uh, I forgot this one. This a woman. This older woman who's like I think a politician. And she tweeted both of them. And she said, "Stop acting like Republicans. You can do better than this." Oh. And I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. No, I hope I hope they figure it out and actually put out some really cool music. I want Cardi B to do a a, um, a track with Trina. Personally. So I think that that would be a good collab. But why are you looking at me like that? I'm thinking about it. The bad bitch from the south, the bad bitch from the north. They come together and make bad bitch anthem remix. Boom. I'm on it. I should be a manager. (laughs) I I don't know what I should be. I'm going to leave this and go and pursue Hollywood. But nah, so what else is going on? Um, Well... Kanye news. Any See, look at me with this expectancy. Listen, for the, <laughs> for the background story, they know that I formerly loved Kanye. Yes. Uh, but even I... See, the reason why I had to give up on him was because at first when he was pulling all these stunts, mm-hmm. he, he, he was doing it under the guise of, oh, I didn't know this was hurting people. Oh, I didn't know this was a problem. I was just expressing myself. But since then, several people have reached out to you. You've FaceTime conversations and all this on your own goddamn Twitter. So you know that what you're doing is some fuck shit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then you continue to do it. You continue. So, and I, I mean, this is a really interesting, too, like a thing to talk about because he had come out and said that he has a diagnosis of bipolar disorder. And so how much, in like from our well of knowledge, how much do we consider his mental illness in this particular situation? Like, how much? Like, if he's in a manic state, how mad can we be? Because I'm like, I can be still really mad because just because you're manic doesn't mean you all of a sudden just like. I mean, you make some very interesting choices, and things could be very, you know, out of the norm. Yeah. When you are in a manic stage, but also. How much of that is just your foundational belief? Like, before you went to that manic state, you probably kind of already felt some of the things, and now you're just in a state of mind that things are flying and you're not thinking about it. I don't know, but I don't think... Do you guys really think that he has been in a manic state? Like, just from... I was thinking about that. I was... Just from how he, like, looks and... I thought when he went to TMZ that, yes, he was... And he was probably in a state of mania when he was at TMZ. That week of the Twitter, like when he was tweeting repeatedly for like hours on end, just these random things. And then he was at TMZ with Candace Owens fussing and going back and forth. I thought that at that point, he was in a manic state. Because then after that, the once he came out of it, it was like, oh, wait, oh, shit. But I feel, well, okay. See, because it was like, because I'm not just done. He's that's his pattern. Yeah, and that's and that and it's the pattern, forever. and that's the pattern. It's like, gosh, like was he in a manic? Like, what, I don't think he was in. Or is he just an he, impulsive speaker? No. So, I don't think that that's impulsivity. For those listening, I don't know. I think from a mental health standpoint, mania. I think, like, I don't think that was mania. The last visit to the White House. Like, okay. I don't know if you guys have seen the Manic episode, but it is intense. It, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I don't think the White House visit was 
No, I think that that's and that's why I said like, how mad can you be? Because some of that is found like that is a foundational belief. Like that's you really believe that shit. It wasn't your mania that no. made you say that shit. No. You believe that shit. So mm-hmm. outside of any manic episode you'd have, you still support Trump and say crazy ass shit. But I just think that when he was doing it, like when he was at TMZ and that like just the whole the whole episode, mm-hmm. it was just like here versus. <laughs> Everything else, but no, that last White House visit, he was he was fine, as mm. fine as he could be. I think he I think he just likes to go just go on these long winded rants without thinking about the consequences of what he's saying, and I think he's like well intentioned sometimes, mm-hmm. but can't manage to get his point across. He did make that mistake about saying a thing about the 13th Amendment, about, like, abolishing the 13th Amendment. 13th Amendment. And it was like, well, no, we need to abolish it. We need to fix it. <laughs> so what he, but he misspoke. And it was just, it was a fucking mess. It's becoming too much. It is. Um, it is. All at once. And it's like, let's just take a break. I was encouraged to write a letter to him. Now the license it holds a little bit more weight, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know because I don't think that if all of these people who are so well educated and yes. like informed can try to reach out to you, like John Legend even said, and you know John Legend, I think he's done his legwork as far as being informed on these particular issues. He's doing a lot more kind of. Not behind the scenes, he's kind of in the space of doing some work around like justice reform and prison reform and stuff. But he's unlike Kanye's wife, who's just kind of being like some kind of, I guess, I don't know what the fuck she's doing, but I don't know how she became the face of prison reform when they've been people have people doing this shit for decades at the grassroots levels and beyond. How did we forget about all of them and then just make her like the pinnacle of prison reform? I don't know. But anyway, if John Legend's ass can call you and text you and try and tell you what's up and you've been knowing that dude for a long ass time and he can't even get through to you I don't know who will and kind of going back to the point about the mental health issue and whatnot I mean like do y'all feel like he's been misdiagnosed Mm-mm. I think I, I I genuinely believe like he is bipolar from the mm-hmm. and that's just from the tidbit that we see do I believe he's bipolar mm-hmm. now now, this is an ethical uh, uh, teaching moment for you ladies. Now, I don't know him. I have to make sure. Right. This is not This is not based on my, like, interactions with him. I can't, like, speak on it for real because I don't know him. I don't know what's right. going on. But from the little bit that I see, the person who, who has diagnosed him, and based on what we have learned, mm-hmm. seems a lot like bipolar disorder. It mm. does. And I think, yeah. And that's a good point because we always like to try and squeeze some mental health stuff in here as well. So even though we're talking about it, these are just our hypotheses based on the tidbit that we have. We are not ourselves diagnosing him yeah, with bipolar disorder. Like we don't know him like that. But from what we've seen and what we know about these different diagnoses, yeah, it I think looks... that person was on point. Yeah, it looks mm. like bipolar disorder. So... But yeah, no, I Kanye, and this hurts, man, because this is like what the second, third time we've talked about him, and yes. even though he recently came out and said that he feels like he's being used, and have like have y'all seen what, what was that conference that all these people, the Blexit thing? Because it wasn't even like a Blexit, it was like the young the black, black leadership. Republicans. 
youth or something, they all out here is like, we feel free and we can wear our Make America Great Again hats without judgment. And it was, it's weird. One of them was holding up the sign that everybody is saying it's like the white power sign or whatever, but it's really funny because it also looks very much so like Kappa, like the, like the Kappa symbol and everything. And it's just like, oh man, but they, and they wilding. Like, I knew it wasn't the Kappa who was doing it because it was a chick who was holding it up. And I was just like, oh man. This is really interesting. What is it like to be in the sunken place and to be this deep in the sunken place? What do you do there? Who are your friends? Does the sun ever shine there? They say ignorance is bliss. Yeah. No, you're right. You're it's right. Hard to be woke. But it's, it, it's, it's, this is interesting, too. Like, I wonder what happened to him to say that he felt like he was being used. It's and true, because he didn't say. He didn't say. Like, did you hear mm-hmm. about that, Duff? Um, I am looking for information on it now to see what people think about it. Because a part of me believes that this was prompted, like the, the, the pushback and like just the backlash he's gotten, like it, I think it finally is starting to edge away at his kind of like certainty in what he is saying. Because he knows his fan base is going to be gone if it keeps up this way. So, yeah, so that's another thing. If that's your motivation, then that's not a good motivation. It's not. One. And two, like, he's, I feel like he said this before. Mm-hmm. So, how do we know that you're not about to pull another stunt? Yeah. Yeah. I'm fatigued. Um, yeah. What do you say? So, I guess the, um, the, I guess the confusion came in where people were thinking that he designed Oh, the shirt. That's what, and we were talking about yeah. that before, where Candace Owens said that he designed the shirt, and, and he then did not. He did not. Yeah. He but did she, not. and then she went back and said she never said that he designed mm-hmm. the shirt. But she did. I thought. But she did say it because somebody mm-hmm. pulled up the video of her at that <laughs> youth, the 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 young black youth of the dark abyss or whatever the fuck they are <laughs> young black republicans <laughs> it's a scary thing I to like be that dumb man it's scary and that's not all i don't i mean fuck it if you know you know who if you if the shoe fucking fits mm-hmm. but um yeah man like she was on at the podium holding something up and saying yeah my friend and somebody's got the caption saying my friend Kanye designed and did all this blah 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 yeah. and and what it was is that the reason why he feels so used is because he has some association with connecting the person to a designer and so it was easily the the, the designer was easily able to say that he actually did the design or oh. Candace Owens was able say, to say, say he did that he, so just by yeah. guilty by association basically, basically. yes i mean mm. regardless you still hooked That's up still to find somebody like what 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 what? <laughs> what no man i'm still disappointed in you i don't care if you feel used now i mean sure come to the light i said this uh on another episode where it's like i don't it, like and i think it was when we were talking about kanye i don't enjoy watching people go down the blazing road to their demise. I, it doesn't make me feel better. However, I'm still feeling just like, I'm glad that maybe you've reached a point that maybe the light bulbs are going to start going off or something, I hope. It's hard to say. It's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. But, yeah, I mean, we'll figure it out. Anybody else? Social media stuff? 
mm-hmm. what's been happening because no, originally this segment was named meanwhile on facebook hashtag meanwhile on facebook because for twitter gets news fast mm-hmm. and everything everybody's on top of everything and facebook has turned into like this weird swamp of grandma's grandma-esque memes and really weird topics and all kinds of shit not that that doesn't happen on twitter but for whatever reason my my twitter feed and my facebook feed they're starting to look a little bit more alike but before it was just like what the hell like i think there was at one point it was just so many people reposting satire sites and not fact checking Mm. that i was just like this cannot be this this i'm tired i can't do this anymore but um yeah anything else that's going on that's like entertainment or i mean what else we just have no time to spend on social media yeah that's sad but i mean i can't even be like oh yeah because girl but when my phone reminds me how much time i spent on on social media that day when it gives you that little reminder and Mm -hmm. stuff i am um quite frankly embarrassed and I mean, don't get me wrong. I get my work done, but sometimes I get so lost in the distraction because I need to get away from the books and stuff that I just I really be scrolling and ain't nothing there. Um, people are excited about uh, LeBron James. Oh, mm-hmm. what did he do? And possibly partnering with Kobe Bryant. Oh, what did, what are they doing? Um, nothing as of yet. Oh, but they're hoping that perhaps. Uh. There might be a collaboration. Collaboration. One like of their comrades was excited. No, like work, like oh. working on the team together. Oh. One of what? the comrades was excited about that possibility. Interesting. So wait, because Kobe's retired, not like balling again, huh? It's it's possibly, hopefully, hopefully. What? I should say people are hoping for that to happen. You know what? That will be interesting. I'm trying to see if there's something else. That would be really interesting. But, I mean, I'm not even into basketball, truth be told. Like, I'll watch it. It's fun. Because I don't even watch football anymore. But um, I like basketball in the sense that it just, I can keep up with the pace a little bit more. Like, it's a little bit more fast moving. So I can do that and all that. So that's that's fun. And then it's always funny because the people look regular size when you're watching on TV and then you see pictures of them standing next to other people. And it's like, oh, gosh, wait, you really are just like seven foot two. <laughs> what does that look like in real life? So, somebody that's that tall. <laughs> I'm like totally distracted by the fact. I'm like, what does a giant look like in real life? <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, my social media has been pretty tame outside mm-hmm. of the... Kanye stuff. Beyonce's uh, Halloween outfit. Oh, Beyonce yes. dressed like Flojo, and it, and what was it? Jay Z was like Tommy Smith. Uh, yes, I believe so. And I liked it. I like she always does, and and she was phony Braxton. Did y'all see when she, the the phony Braxton cover? Beyonce always has a really good costume. She always and she she gets it down to the like minute mm-hmm. details. She's ready. She's ready. And I always wonder, I'm like, yeah, but no, I did see a video on Instagram. And I was like, does she go to parties? Like, do they go out or do they just do it to take the picture and then discard the costume because, like, it's whatever. But no, they did go to a party because I saw it was a video of her and her mom having fun. I mean, you still have a chance. Beyonce sometimes dip down here, too, you know. You know, I'm going to keep hope alive. 
I believe in that. That one day we can have a joint birthday party. I just don't know how I'm going to get there. But I think it might be possible. We just have to find the way to finesse. Yeah, the right middleman. The right middleman, which I believe is Solange. Yeah, they were like, hey, there's this girl. Y'all had the same birthday. She's Mm -hmm. wondering if y'all can have a joint birthday party. And if I catch her on the right day, she might be like, okay. Hey, why not? I believe in you. I see your black girl magic, and I too want to partake in your black girl magic. So, so yeah. But no, I mean, if there's nothing else to talk about, I see nothing. I see mm-hmm. nothing. I'm trying. Yeah, and we've been we talked a lot before, and um, it's gonna be all right. We gonna probably go home now, and the homework that we said we were going to do, or the other activities that we said we were going to do, it's probably gonna get replaced by some Netflix. I will do Netflix and do work. Okay. Oh, you're right. You know what? Why not? See, and that's the the beauty of adulthood now is that learning the art of multitasking when you have, when you still at like this age and have homework to do. Right. It's, it's, what what do you mean I have to sit like three hours and all I can do is my homework? Nope. Not anymore. I also have to, I also have other responsibilities that I have to do. Like I have to go do a couple of things, make a couple of runs, a couple of errands, and um, yeah, I have to double up and get some self-care in with my homework. Yes. So, um, any final thoughts? I'm so glad we got to have a guest today. Thank you. Our first first guest. And this was so spur of the moment. I love this, though, because it was beautiful. It was. We had a really cool conversation. So if you guys are listening now, um, we hope that you all forgive us for our really wonky um, uploading schedule. We're going to do better. (laughs) We promise. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. I think so now we're probably going to start recording on Thursdays. Yes. Um, We're in a different recording spot. We're probably going to go back to our old recording spot. Mm -hmm. Just, you know. Because one day the one day a custodian is going to walk up on us and be like, "What are you still doing here?" And they will see us. And they will see us and, and wonder. Shoot them away. I guess I don't know. How, that's their job to tell people to get out. See what's in the building when it's closed. All right, All right. Look, we're getting stressed. <laughs> but, but anyway, thanks Swaddles for coming through. Yay. I am so glad we got to have this time together. Y'all enjoy the rest of your week. And we Josin. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Come on, you gotta say it one more time. Ew. One, two, three. We Josin. Wait. Oh, I missed it. All right, right. That's right. I was like, <laughs> we're gonna say, on the count of three, it's we all gonna say I thought we were gonna say it's all foolish. Oh, it's, it's all fine. But yeah, remember those things. It's all foolish, but it's all fine. And so what? Now what? Now what? Yeah. Okay, and last but not least, one, two, three. We, we Josen. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Till next time. Bye.